You are listening to the Straight Shooters exclusively on Wildfire Radio. Subscribe to the Straight Shooters podcast on iTunes by visiting the iTunes store and download every episode on wildfireradio.com. Now, here's Vaughn Johnson and Nick Picone bringing you the latest and greatest in the world of professional wrestling. Is Warren Johnson. Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of mine, Nick Picky. I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a uh, parkour champion. You got me mad now. What is your name? Yeah, as always, with my man, man, Pots and Pants, Nick McCone. That's me. I don't really know us like you think that you do. I'm Ryan Isley. What is he doing? Oh my God! Is he the third man? He's the third man! What the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just maniacism. Well, the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. What actually happened on the show? Nothing. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What is up, everybody out there in internet land? My name is Vaughn Johnson of... Or formerly Affiliate.com, but working for a different place now. And this is episode, what is this, 167 now? Yeah. 167. <laughs> I didn't remember <laughs> what episode we were on, <laughs> as you could easily tell. But episode 167 of the Straight Shooters. Like I said, I'm Warren Johnson, of course, joined by my main man, Pots of Pants, David Kona, Philly Voice, Philly Influencer. Nick, how are you doing tonight, my good brother? I'm doing great. Wearing a sweater. Because we got cold weather in the Northeast, and it's about damn time. It's about finally time. fall. About damn time. It's so that, been what? Like we had seven months of summer. Seriously. And it, it, it nothing pisses me off more than being hot. Like, I understand. <laughs> like, having the air on is great and everything. But when you're just hot every single day, and you go outside, and then you have to, like, turn the air on on the car, but you're still hot. And it literally makes me miserable. So, uh, as you seen or heard on this podcast before I, i've talked about weather maybe too much no, no, no. The, bring, weeks, but... the, the wrestling podcast talks about weather that could be our shit. yeah the straight meteorologist took the words right out of my mouth <laughs> my bad the mini still your thunder but... that or the straight weatherman or something like that i don't know <laughs> the straight meteorologist there you go there you go meteorologist straight. shooters Straight shooting about meteorology. Oh, yeah. We got the, all the weather updates for you, baby, in case you want to go outside and watch a wrestling show outside or something like yeah. CZW, uh Tournament of Death or something like that. Yeah. We got yeah. You. That's right. We got As, you. you know, I have my window open and I, a car alarm just went off. So it's fall, baby. <laughs> it is fall. <laughs> uh, hopefully, since it is fall, you're indoors more, which means you got time to listen to us on a multitude of platforms, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, and of course, the mothership, WildfireRadio.com. Of course, if you're watching us live, thank you. You can watch us live on YouTube, if you didn't know that. Now you know. Uh, you can rate, review, subscribe to us on there. We you know, do this live on YouTube. But of course, if you want to listen to us on the download, you can listen to us on all those other platforms that I just mentioned. 
so yeah, we got on of course wildfireradio.com. We got all 166 prior episodes of the Straight Shooter. So you want to go back and listen to our discussion about the WrestleMania bracket we did a couple years ago when we ranked all, well, not all of them, because we took some of the most terrible ones off, but let's say, I think it was the top right. 24 WrestleManias. Yeah, something like that. We put them in bracket style, put them against each other. Want to go back and listen to that episode? WildfireRadio.com. If you want to listen to us live commentate the 92 or Rumble or Backlash 2000 or the 97 or Rumble or you know, any events that we've you know, live yeah. commentated over but the years. But a few before it became, you know, the, the popular thing. We were doing it before it was popular, baby. Yeah, we really were. And thank you, WWE Network, for that. Uh, that. But that. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to our live commentaries, we just did one a couple weeks ago, right? We did yeah. a, a we show did our, last, our last episode, actually, because we were off the air last week. So two weeks ago, it's at the end of an era. Yeah, exactly what we did. A couple weeks ago, we did a Hell in a Cell match in the Venera because I was going into Super Showdown. We did the War Rumble 94. We did Lex Luger versus, was it 94? War Rumble? Oh, it was 93. The 94 Rumble match, yeah. And then Luger versus Yoko. Yeah, SummerSlam 93. We've done done all kinds of stuff. So uh, go back and listen to those episodes on wildfireradio.com. But tonight, although those episodes were fun and entertaining, Tonight's episode is going to be about a serious subject, a very serious subject, and that is WWE and its relationship with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, which I know if you're a wrestling fan, you've been hearing a lot about on social media the last couple of weeks, last couple of days specifically, and for good reason, because this is a very, very serious topic. And for wrestling fans, it's for anybody, it's a serious, but it, it directly affects wrestling fans in a way because the largest company wrestling promotion in the world is in business with Saudi Arabia. And they had a show there. What was it in April, May, or something like that? Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, April, yeah. Yep. And they're scheduled to go back again in November. November 2nd, something like that. I mm-hmm. believe. Um, for yep. Crown Jewel. But although, you know, Saudi Arabia is frowned upon, at least on this side of the world, because of how, let's say, behind the times they are when it comes to human rights, specifically with women. Uh, WWE, we, talk, we, had talked, we talked about this at length back during the Greatest Oil Rumble about WWE's relationship with Saudi Arabia and how we didn't necessarily approve of Saudi Arabia's you know, practices and ethics, specifically with human rights. Uh, but we understood that, of course, WWE is getting a lot of money to go there, and maybe this could spark some change. Maybe, and again, don't not to be hypocritical. Our country, it took a while for our country to spark change when it came to not just women, but African Americans, and still fighting that fight today with members of the LGBT community. So we talked about that at length, but this is a much more serious topic because this is potentially is it is life and death. And if you haven't heard been living under a rock and this story is ever evolving this just just a story that came out a couple hours ago via the new york times but the crux of the story is that a journalist who wrote for the washington post i believe he's a columnist for the washington post named jamal kashagi i believe i pronounced that correctly uh went to went overseas went back to i believe it was turkey right mm-hmm. and using it he was in istanbul in the consulate mm-hmm. of this crown prince of Saudi Arabia, right? When he went there a couple, this is like two weeks ago. Uh, when he was there, 
he was seen entering the consulate. He has not been seen since. And although there, there were many reports, there have been many reports that he was murdered, he was dismembered apparently with a bone saw, and the mm. Turkish government said they had audio of this, which no one, has, no one has heard yet, at least I've seen. But a story just came out a couple of hours ago from the New York Times that the Turkish official confirms that, yeah, this gruesome murder that was authorized, apparently authorized by the Saudi government, particularly the Saudi prince, did happen, and they have audio of it, and it's gruesome, and they got quotes in it in the New York Times. So check out that story in the New York Times right now, written by David D. Kirkpatrick and Carlotta Gall. Uh, Like I said, this just came out today, and it's, um, yeah, it's bad. And obviously, Mm -hmm. rest in peace to Jamal Khashoggi, and condolences to his family because at the end of the day forget about wrestling and all that stuff the most serious matters that someone's life was lost in the midst of this and his family lost you know uh, you know family and friends lost someone that they cared for so obviously that's the most important thing uh but obviously we you know we're going to take a wrestling spin on this so to speak of this very serious situation uh but yeah this because of this and all the reports that the saudi government had not something but everything to do with this uh, this obviously got some backlash to a lot of different places that do business with Saudi Arabia, and some have changed their relationship or have pulled out of their relationship altogether with Saudi Arabia, but specifically WWE because they've kind of stood firm in their relationship with Saudi Arabia because they still got this big show coming up with Crown Jewel that they've been. I mean, if you've been watching WWE TV lately, just slap you slap you in the face with promotion about the show. Like they're promoting this show almost he- more heavily or heavier. Then you got the Evolution show, which is happening sooner, <laughs> happened before yeah. Crown Jewel. So WWE is not, they're not above getting backlash from fans. They got it, like I said, with Greatest Story Rumble. They get it almost on a daily basis, but not only because of the product that they put out every week, which people see as a par. A lot of people, at least, at least in my timeline at least, see as a par, not good enough, but also because of how they handle things, how they handle their business, whether it's Linda McMahon being a member of the cabinet to Donald Trump, whether it's, you know, how they handle their brands, corporate speak, you know, type stuff and just how they present themselves a lot of times in the corporate realm, they get some kind of backlash, some backlash for. But this definitely getting backlash for. And for good reason, because even though it hasn't been I don't know, Saudi Arabia's denied it, uh it's still it's not a good look, and people are calling for the show to be canceled. Uh, but Nick, uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think the show Crown Jewel should be indeed canceled? If we're talking about the show itself, no, I, I think they can keep the show, just move it. Uh, that the the, the heavy, heavy promotion, I, I understand. I understand the money they're getting from Saudi Arabia, whatever, but. Honestly, they've completely scrubbed like every mention of Saudi Arabia, and they're still pushing this show. So to me, that leads me to believe that you know they're not gonna. I can't fathom them keeping this in Saudi Arabia, and because we're gonna see the same thing we saw in April at the Greatest Royal Rumble with you know the the what was it the royal uh, it, it was almost like a royal palace in the front row yeah, area. The royal family was on yeah, the floor. it was like. It was like, and like almost these plush seats, like not like yeah. regular floor seats we get here in the states. We're like they're like <laughs> collectible seats you get signed or whatever. These are like 
furniture is probably worth thousands of dollars or something like mm-hmm. that, like plush, and you just sitting back and drinking and having a good time. And probably no yeah. women on the floor, but we don't talk about that. But we will talk about it. Actually, I was joking, but um, I can't fathom we're going to see that, and uh, for them to act like, oh, it's it's this event, and we're not going to say where it is anymore. You know, like we just see right through that. It, it it's kind of comical in a way where. You know, we want to take this company seriously for a lot of the corporate, uh, you know, things they do. And, uh, you know, at this point, uh, I, I wouldn't cancel the show just because uh, they got some pretty good matches on and Shawn Michaels return and all that. Just move it out of Saudi Arabia. They they kind of they don't need to have that show there in the middle of this scandal. Uh, I guess I call it a scandal or this it's news a item. And, scandal. It's uh, just, yeah. It's Someone lost their life in this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I heard. With Saudi Arabia and WWE, the scandal could, the backlash could get on them if they don't pull out of this. Yeah. And I, forgive me, I forget who had tweeted this out, but I'll I'll try and find it. Uh, You know, moving the show. Oh, it might have been that top rope Travis uh, guy on Twitter. I don't know if you follow him, but he's, he's pretty heavily involved in politics and wrestling, like, big wrestling fan. And he had mentioned that. Uh, just, you know, coming from his point of view, it wouldn't surprise him if WWE moved the event to the UK, uh, if they could find a spot. And I, I, I think they have to. And I, I think they're working on the logistics of doing just that, at least moving the show. I mean, by now, it'd be pretty hard to... It's been, what, less than a week, I think, or maybe just about a week. I mean, I wouldn't expect an announcement of a full cancellation of the event or a movement yet, uh, just because... Everything needs to be confirmed, and the logistics take a while to work out. So, uh, but if they go through with this in Saudi Arabia, I don't know, man. I don't think I'll be able to look past that because, as wrestling fans, we look past a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. And this is one where I'm not so sure that, as a young adult male, you know, that's living. Uh, in this time and getting more into politics that's because of what time we, we're living in right now in society. Uh, you know, I'm, if they if they don't move it, I'm not sure I'll be able to watch it. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. Uh, I'm not going to tell you that right now because uh, I really don't have any interest in the show, but also because of this too. Uh, I didn't watch The Greatest Royal Rumble, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't that happen like some odd time of the day too? Like some odd time? Like, oh, I think it happened like 10 yeah. o'clock in the morning, something like that. Yeah, it was early, and I had watched it on demand eventually, but the, yeah. not live. Yeah, but, which is not an odd time. Ten o'clock is not like super early, but uh, it was still weird. Yeah, weird timing for us. Live wrestling. <laughs> um, but I didn't watch. Well, let me set back a little bit. Let's explain the nature of this deal between WWE and Saudi Arabia, because the Saudi Arabia is trying to promote the fact that it's progressing in human mm-hmm. rights and mm-hmm. as a city in general. And to to show that they're gonna they want to show that off. They're bringing events to the kingdom, and they're paying for this. They and one of the promotions or entertainment entertainment entities they're in business with is of course WWE. They they pay WWE to be there. This is what they call wrestling a bought show. WWE doesn't have to sell any tickets. Uh, they're doing this for a fee. Saudi Arabia is paying them untold millions of dollars, which is $100 million or whatever. This is a bought show where Saudi Arabia will fill up that stadium or 
arena or whatever with the, whoever they want to be there. And all WWE's got to do is show up, put on a show, get paid, and leave. And they've, they've agreed to do this for like 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. That's the agreement that they have. So they did the greatest Royal Rumble. I didn't watch it live. I watched the Brock Lesnar match with Roman Reigns, and I think I watched the, the Royal Rumble itself. And um, it was, I think I watched AJ versus Shinsuke. I didn't watch the entire show. But what I have missed and not watching the entire thing was apparently these propaganda videos that they aired with their, like, and I did see, like, Byron Saxon and Michael Cole. I did hear them talking about, oh, the beautiful kingdom and blah, blah, blah. The progressive city. Like, they were yeah, progressive like that, a lot. I'm going to call it beautiful, but to call it progressive. Like, you don't call mm-hmm. any city in, a country, in our country progressive, but yet you're calling Saudi Arabia progressive. Like, right. But I did see the video, though. And what, Let me step back again. I kind of expected Byron Saxon, Michael Cole, whoever, to kind of, you know, kiss up to Saudi Arabia. They are paying them untold millions of dollars to be there. And they kind of, they do that with any city that they're in. Like, oh, it's a beautiful uh-huh. city, blah, 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 and all this and that. But they don't say it's progressive. But they do yeah. talk about how beautiful it is and how, you know, when they're at WrestleMania, something like that. Like, oh, so-and-so's been a gracious host and we've had such a good time. But the video they aired about, you know, essentially a Saudi video that they aired on WWE TV is a tourism video, essentially. But it came off as feeling like propaganda. That left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Including mine. I mean, mm-hmm. I just said WWE is there to get, they got to get paid and all this and that, but man. And I work in a business where you're, you're kind of adhering to advertisers and their whims, and it may not be the greatest product in the world, but there's a contract signed. You got to do, you know, they're paying you. So you kind of, kind of acquiesce to some of what they want. You know what I'm saying? Kind of, you try to meet in the middle, but sometimes you got to just give them what they want. Uh, and like, Maybe WWE is in the same situation, but that's the nature of the deal. WWE wants that money, obviously. But at what point do you sacrifice PR for the money? Like, yeah. they were already hit taking a PR hit just being there with the Greatest Royal Rumble mm-hmm. because of the women not being able to be on that show, which is a big deal. But somebody potentially losing their life at the the com- potentially co- the command of the Saudi prince or the Saudi government, that, come on, that's inexcusable. You can't even, there's no wiggle room around that. There's no way you can you can't, wiggle out of that. Yeah, you can't spin that as a positive in any way whatsoever. You, you can't know, say, like, oh, we're going to spark the change. Right. Wow, this should, <laughs> you should yeah, exactly. spark any change for them not to murder someone if they had done it allegedly. <laughs> Uh, but you should have to spark that change, you know. Right. Like, yeah, and there's been reports of talent, you know, being feeling uneasy going over there. And I understand they're independent contractors; they're not employees or whatever. But they they do maybe they lose out on money for not going over there. But it seems like the greater sense of the entire roster is, you know, like we don't want to be associated with this. And uh, why would you like? As a company, wouldn't you, wouldn't you kind of look at yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, like these aren't our employees; they're our independent contractors. But you know, maybe they got a point. But we haven't heard or seen anything of that nature to this point. It's October seventeenth, as as we talk about this, um, 
I mean, for the, for the sake of our podcast, I hope they don't come out on October 18th and say the <laughs> event's canceled. You know, like this podcast needs some shelf life, right? But, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but no, cancel that, it, WWE. Cancel it <laughs> October, like, 24th, 24th, 23rd, talk about it the next day. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, if your talent is, you know, like saying these things and possibly putting themselves in in a situation where they're not getting paid as much, uh, you know, cancel the event or move the event. You know, it's, it, like I said, logistically, they're probably spending lots of long hours working that out. If but they are working that out, they if, might not yeah. move this at all. It might just be yeah. like, whatever, we're going to do it. But I can't, I can't imagine. And given everything they've done, where we can point at and be like, we can point at situations, and be like, yep, I knew they weren't going to move this show. But at the same time, I, I can't fathom in, in today's climate uh, them not feeling the heat enough from just, even their shareholders. Like, if you own a piece of WWE, are you really going to want them? To go to Saudi Arabia for a show, you know now exactly. It, I mean, a, a week after this happens, like no, WWE has changed course due to backlash. Probably a few rare times in history. Most recently was that fabulous Mula Battle Royal, which mm-hmm. people raised all kinds of hell about. But the, I think the main reason why they changed course on that's because people started hitting up Snickers. And being, or I guess Mars owns Snickers. I think it's Mars is the company technically, yeah. but they were sponsoring the show. They sponsor WrestleMania, right? Mm-hmm. So they were like, "Yo, like you're gonna let this happen?" They were like, "Oh, we don't condone this at all." And WWE, yeah. was like, well, sorry, sorry, <laughs> we'll change course now. Please, let the, the check clear. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, we got that sponsorship money. Woo, woo, like that's millions of dollars. That's a, that's a that's millions of dollars in sponsorships. Like, like I said, I, my line of work, I can tell you that there are some sponsorships at the stadium that, like, one of the gates at the stadium is named after a company. Mm-hmm. They spent millions of dollars on that. So if you're, if you're Snickers or Mars, the company, and you're sponsoring the entire event, don't tell how much money they spent on that. So WWE was like, ooh, we don't want that to happen. And we don't want to lose the money now. We also want to keep their relationship strong moving forward. So, yeah, let's change that. And we we've talked about the money they're receiving from Saudi Arabia and, and that deal. They weren't exactly begging for money before this deal happened. They, 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 were, they were in an okay spot financially. Everybody so, would love an extra hundred million dollars, right? right. I mean, who would? Of yeah. course, you want an extra hundred million dollars to spend. You know, some spending the money, of course, some pocket change. But like you said, like WWE's hurting for money. Yeah. So if they move track. the event, even if they move the event or cancel the event, and that ruins the agreement for 10 years. I, I don't think that's going to be the, the worst uh, thing ever for the company. In fact, no. it might work in their favor in the public eye, and maybe people will be more apt to you know uh, order merchandise or get the WWE Network for just based on a decision they make in, in that social you know eye. Yeah, I think so. I mean, but do you... And maybe the straight up business person in you, do you risk guaranteed $100 million for yeah. potentially what could happen if you cancel this event? Like, that's the risk you, you take, but I think it's a worthy risk because, again, I asked a question earlier. At what point do you let your morals, do you, do you let the, 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 the desire to earn as much money as you can? Or-
I got muted for a second there. Oh man! <laughs> Not to say that WWE is some moral, you know, morally high mor- company that's high on morals, so to speak. Like they, they obviously thrown those away a time or two. <laughs> yeah. But they gotta have some in there, right? Like you gotta have some, and. Sure, it's not confirmed necessarily, even though there are tons of reports of different credible sources, very credible sources, including the New York Times, as I just noted, who got a, a source from the Turkish, you know, Turkish government that said this happened, and they got audio, which, I mean, they got the audio, and you can hear it, and you can listen to it, which I wouldn't recommend, because uh, that sounds terrible, but this happened. It's not like it just, oh, it's just a random murder in Saudi Arabia. That happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. This is apparently something that happened that was ordered by the Turkish, by the, by the Saudi government. Like, no, man. Like, you're, do, you're doing business with these people. It's just, it's just not a good look for a company like WWE, who people already look at in that sense of, like, they're the evil empire. Mm-hmm. They're just money hungry. They do anything for a dollar. It only makes you look worse. You want to go create social change and, and be that catalyst. You know, I know it's the country that you're doing business with, but you, you do. You're a global company, and you're not just there for Saudi Arabia. You're there for the entire world, and making that statement, I think, would be beneficial. Obviously, in the short term, and possibly the long term. Uh, to me, and I know it's not my money, but man, like, it's such, it would be a small price to pay if I was running that company, like Vince McMahon, in terms of the P- the PR hit because PR means something in 2018. Maybe it didn't mean anything in 1999 and 1998 on the Attitude Era, where I kind of look back and I'm like, wow, like I really love this stuff, but I can see now why we had people like uh, who was that guy, Phil Mushnick. Uh, writing columns about how terrible Vince McMahon and WWF was. Meanwhile, I'm 12, 13 years old. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. Screw Phil Mushnick. I understand where well, he was. Phil Mushnick had some weird, he did. weird columns, though. He did. He did. Uh, just using that as an example. Uh, we had you know, those those TV shows, uh, Here's Why Wrestling's Fake, and they would show like all the tricks <laughs> the ex- and everything. The like, trying to expose the business. Uh, Although I did learn... Him. I did learn from one of those expositions that the referee was in on it. I was like, what? I didn't know. <laughs> like how he's delivering messages back and forth. I had no idea. <laughs> I so, did learn about the plants in the audience. I was just like, oh, that makes so much sense because we'll probably watch they know one. it's coming. Yeah. But they had like I the stage. channel it was on. But... It was like stage. Like they had like the wrestlers in the ring and stuff like that. And they were like yeah. kind of reenacting the situation. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, how they played and everything. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, that makes sense. But, uh, <laughs> you know. It's we're in 2018 now, where you know Vince McMahon can't go at the people that are, uh, you know, criticizing him for not for continuing an event in a country that whose government just murdered a journalist. Like it's you, you can't do that now, and you probably wouldn't have been able to do it then. But like this is a completely different ball game at this point. And, and like what what was it last night on SmackDown? You know, he comes out makes a surprise appearance on SmackDown and everyone loves him for it. And then the reports, you know, on Twitter from people in attendance that when they showed the crown jewel ads during commercial breaks, everyone was booing. Like, so you're good. Like, you you know, this guy that you just cheered your ass off for is responsible for also you booing. You you know know how wrestling fans are. We are quick to put aside someone's outside dealings to cheer or 
Yeah. You know, like that's just how we are. Like we we'll, you got wrestling fans out there who are crazy enough to think that Chris Benoit should be in the Hall of Fame. Like yeah. they're willing to put still, that aside. That's still going on eleven right. years they're, later. They're willing to put that aside. You know they're gonna put aside the the maybe the bad PR move by Vince McMahon to cheer him on wrestling. Like mm. some people are just I don't want to say delusion, but they're just kind of overtaken by wrestling. And mm. sometimes they put aside real life issues. Just for the sake of wrestling, like, Chris Benoit, yeah, he did murder his wife and his kid and, and committed suicide. But it's like, but <laughs> right, nothing, right? right. Like, yeah, like, like there's always that but, but no, no buts. But he was awesome, man, and he was so good. It's like so, <laughs> like, <laughs> like so good. I grew up in a time where I started when that whole thing happened. I was able to, you know, separate. All right, I, I can watch Chris Benoit matches and not you know, think about what he did in, in real life and stuff like that. But I can't, man. I, I can't know. Like, it, I just, it, it's I, hard I for me him. now. It's hard for me now. I'll, I'll, I've changed through the years to where I'm like, man, but you know, you grow and you mature and like, you know, something happens to your brain at 25 and you just hmm. stuff clicks and you're just like, man, well, like I really kind of separated that for a, a few years, but now like, I just can't. And, yeah, man. Uh, you know, like it. Same thing with this. It Crown Jewel seems like a pretty cool event. You know, the main event. They got uh, some matches it, on it. Besides, yeah. besides the brother, the, the tag team old timers yeah. match. I don't care about that. But like the mother matches, it's got some matches on the, there. The World Cup's a good idea. Even though it got well, nothing but Americans in it, but whoever. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's except and Mysterio, yeah. who I guess is technically. Oh, yeah. He's te- he's Mexican, right? I think he's yeah. from Mexico, right? I don't know if yeah. he grew up here and you know he's just Mexican descent. I'm I'm not sure. I, I can look uh, that up, I guess. Well, you know that I'd like to see that. So move the event to the UK or even somewhere in the US. You know, to me, I think you you kind of miss out on an an opportunity to not only move the event from Saudi Arabia, but you know, make another country or another. You know, just make it happy. I guess I don't. I don't know the word to describe it, but like, if you move it from Saudi Arabia to the UK, I think that I think that takes you know cojones. It takes guts to do something like that. And if you're not going to move it, kind of showing that you're gutless. And the almighty dollar is the be all end all. And as a businessman, maybe and it should be, but at the same time. In 2018, you got to be smart about how you're you're getting that money and how you're using that money. And the fact that I mean, I guess I'm kind of surprised it's taken this long to not formally. I, I think the only thing they've stated on the record, only thing WWE stated, well, publicly monitoring is the moni- situation, monitoring the situation. So that's like a. I, I just think the other shoe's got to drop pretty soon. Like, like I said, I can't imagine them staying in Saudi Arabia and not even mentioning it, you know, on the broadcast, obviously they're going yeah, like, to that's going to make it go away. Safe. Like don't forget I mean, about it. Don't worry. Exactly. Bruh, like, exactly. We still know where this show is. There's a reason why it's called crown jewel. Like that's not like a pay-per-view that you could gave it a name to. Like that's something the Saudi Arabian government probably came up with. Yeah. Crown jewel. Yeah, that's like, a good point. That's a good so point. like, let's be real. I mean, this man didn't get to where he is as a businessman without throwing away, throwing away his morals a couple times. You don't get to where he's at, and, and, and as it goes for any business person, man or woman, to get to that level, 
where you're a multimillionaire slash billionaire, cajillionaire, whatever, mm-hmm. not throwing away some morals here and there. You're not always looking out for people. You're mostly looking out for yourself and how much money you can make. I mean, that's just how it is. That's just how you, that's part of being su- successful in that realm. Mm-hmm. It's throwing, throwing away some morals here and there. Um, but I don't think, like I said earlier, I don't think this is one of those times. I will say it must be hard to work in PR for WWE, man. It must be tough. This is probably really tough for them right now. Not imagine to put out that statement. We're monitoring the situation. That didn't come. That that, that probably didn't come straight from PR. That probably came from the top, and PR was forced to send that out. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, this is all you're gonna give me right now. Uh, <laughs> okay, and you got to do it. Because it's like that's the boss. Yeah, well, yeah. But I, what would know, be? We've dealt with a couple of those guys over the years because what we've done with you yeah. know WWE writing stories stuff like that. Um, I'll save them. I'll spare them the names this time because this is a serious situation. I don't want to put the names out there like that. But we both know who they are. It's probably tough to be them right now. Mm-hmm. But that's and the risk you take with working for Vince McMahon, I guess, and a company like that. Absolutely. And who knows if they were there, you know, and Chris Benoit. You know, did what he did, or when Hulk Hogan, that whole thing came out, and they had to do a PR thing that way. Like, who who knows what they were dealing with at, at that time? Those are like only the, the two that I can think up off the top of my head. But I'm sure there have been plenty more that I'm just missing. Uh, you know, <laughs> I just you cannot, in good faith, have this event in Saudi Arabia and not expect a backlash. And you can't be Vince McMahon and just be like, ah, oh, well, like we'll deal with it. We'll just weather the storm. Uh, you know, it, it can't happen that way. And it's not I like really people they would announce that on Monday when raw was in Philly, that they would like change at least the venue or change the location, but they didn't. But, and like you said, that takes time. Maybe they they might eventually change it, but the, the logistics together, if you want to move it, you got to, you figure out where you're yeah. going to do it. It's not like you just up and pick an arena and go like, we're going right. to do it exactly. here. Exactly. It's like, you got to book the arena, you got to get people there, and blah, 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 get staff and all that stuff. But, man, it's just, it's, it's, it's wild, man. Speaking of, uh, maybe we might move to uh, when Raw was in Philly. Did you wind up going to that show? I did not. I did not either. But uh, how about Elias? He, uh, he went he after Gritty. That's his uh, new gimmick now, which I'm not a fan of. His new gimmick is to come at team sports cities, like team city sports teams now, and just sit there and wait for the booze to come. That was great in Seattle because they definitely weren't expecting that to happen, that reaction. But now he's doing it in every city. He did the Cubs, now he's done the Eagles and Gritty, which hurt a little bit because he is a Penguins fan. So it was like a bit of chill with that. That and the fact that he. I think it was after the Bellas promo with Rousey. So, you know, it almost felt like the fans put all their eggs in that promo's basket where Rousey had mentioned Mickey uh, breaking down John Cena's door. And, uh, you know, that's that's what caused the big crowd reaction. And I wound up, uh, I got some good tweet numbers out of that video. I saw that. <laughs> and, and the one of Elias. I saw and, that. But it's like... But, it worked in Seattle because they are really like that really hurt them when the Supersonics left. Like that hurt to their core, yeah. especially a team that had won a championship at one point in the Sonics. But that's right. Can people have come at team sports cities? Like I keep saying it, 
city sports teams. I know what you mean. A bunch of times in the past. It's like this is new. It's just like it's something he's probably going to just keep doing. Mm-hmm. But when people see it coming, it's not – to me, it loses his luster. Like what team is he going to – like if right, he's in right. Boston, he's going to talk about the Celtics. He's going to talk about yeah. the Patriots. Can't talk about the Patriots that much. Uh, really maybe he'll kidding. talk about mm, whatever team that's not doing that great in Boston or whatever, wherever they go. So Maybe the only thing – now, actually, there's no thing that can save – Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia, but Elias has to cut a cut a promo on that. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> well, how, would that, that. how would that sound? I don't think he wants to do that uh, with the Saudi Arabian prince in, in attendance. <laughs> like, they better hope he can get out of there if that happens. He, he would be. He might be the biggest wrestling heel in history if he got if he was able or to Saudi Arabian history. Which, well, yeah. Oh yeah. Not even like a, he would be the baby face everywhere else. That's true, but <laughs> that's not even like a joke. Like that's not yeah, something no, you want to do. Like true, true. That's why we're talking about this because apparently yeah. this type of stuff can happen, and it's unfortunate and it's terrible that it can happen. And that's the reason why WWE should probably pull out of there because then, like, WWE had a show scheduled there, and it just so happened that this happened, and it's like, oh wow, like we didn't like you're doing business with Saudi Arabia. I think that's a thing. It's not like they just had a show scheduled there that's like a typical international tour they had there, and you know right. they're not right. they're in cahoots with the government. On this one, and that's what makes it look really bad. And it's like I said, it's not like it's just going to go away. If this show happens, this will be national news. They already talked about it in like John Oliver's show. It's been on like yeah. Fox News or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's been, it's a, it's a semi-national story. But if they go through with it, it only makes them look worse, in my opinion. It's only going to create more of a fervor. And yeah, that check going to clear. But on the back end, you get some hella bad PR, and you get people who. Really don't watch wrestling that much, probably talking about you, mm. which in this case won't yeah. be a good thing. No, not at all. Not at all. And you got these new TV deals set to begin this uh, coming year, and not saying that it will directly affect that, but they also have to think about that in the back of their mind. Like every, like that's what Vince McMahon does. Every single business decision is his uh, to make or not make, and do these. T- d- does this show possibly affect the nature of the TV deals? It could. Who I mean, knows? Who knows? We, like, we can't say it. We can't say it will, but we also can't say it won't. You even got politicians calling them out. And like just fans, yeah. like all fans and being fans, yeah. and marks and being marks. This politicians like, yo, y'all should probably not do this show. Exactly. Given what's happened over there. It would be the same thing if a pro sports team was going over there to face like a Saudi national team and we probably we'd all be saying the same thing. Ah, maybe you shouldn't go over there for the but basketball. But even still, it might be different. Or... It might be different if they didn't have a like a business deal set up with the Saudi government. Like if you just have something going on there, and you're supposed to do this anyway, that's one thing. But if you you are yeah, in business, good point. With them, good point. To me, to me, I don't know. That that just feels different. Obviously, if you're going to a foreign country, you have some type of deal with somebody over there. Mm-hmm. But like. It doesn't have to be directly with the government. Typically, I don't. Right, you know, right. I'm not sure how this you works, may, but this is point. definitely tied at the hip, and it's been public. This is not not like some secret that they are in cahoots with the government over there. So, yeah, this is different, and it's and it's just like I said, it's bad. I mean, we, that's been the theme of this show. This show and, should not happen. And you also made the point earlier during this podcast. They are hyping this seemingly way more than they're hyping evolution. And that's that's kind of sticking in my crawl too. Because Even without this whole situation with Jamal Khashoggi, 
who are, like I said, just untimely death, unfortunate. Even without that, that's still bad. That's just still a bad look. You just, okay, well, who's, which, which show are we getting $100 million from? Oh, that show we're going to promote more. Oh, yeah, we like this yeah. women's revolution stuff, but man, they ain't getting us $100 million. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll promote it, but this show's getting us $100 million. We got we to gotta push this. Unreal, man. It's crazy. Unreal. It's crazy to think about. It's crazy to think about. We got a person in the chat that says uh, there will be no, no long term consequence. Let's be real. I mean, unfortunately, because let's think, I mean, let's face it, they're not like WrestleMania is not going to happen next year. Right. People are still going to buy tickets to the shows. People are still going to watch the WWE Network. Even the people who are talking about it now, they still might watch the WWE Network. Like, oh, I don't want them to be there. Still might watch. Mm. So we don't think, I don't think we are naive enough to think that there will be some long term effects. Like WWE's business is going to go down, I don't think. But it's just not a good look, and that that I think that still matters at the end of the day. Like you still don't want that backlash, right? Toward, even For, if it doesn't hurt your bottom line, it could potentially hurt a little bit, but not. It, you just don't want that. I don't think. There's I still, would imagine you wouldn't want it. No, and I agree with you. They're still a publicly traded company, so they still have you know shareholders to kind of listen to and you know <laughs> understand. Yeah. That and stock drops all of a sudden. It, then exactly, exactly. And I know the TV deals like, boosted their stock, but you know, in in the public eye, uh, there's something to be said for being in in cahoots with a with a government that <laughs> just had hands in killing a, a journalist. And, and and there's a difference you know, between can't, having can't hide from that. No, no, and it's a difference between having mainstream outlets cover your show because you did something controversial or something crazy right. happened on the show, right. they'd be talking about you for something totally different, totally terrible. I, I mean, like I said, it won't affect them long-term financially, but it's still just not a good look. It's not good. And they're going to be forced to do something. They're going to be forced to respond to that or else people will be ragging on them for yeah, months to come potentially. Be- they're going to become a punchline. Much, well, I mean, they've become a punchline already to plenty of, uh, you know, people. But uh, this is just another punchline to add to the list. And uh, I'm kind of embarrassed in a way. But I've, I'm a wrestling fan, so I'm kind of always embarrassed. And I just kind of, <laughs> shake, out, I kind of shake it off. I'm like, hey, man, like I've been at this since I was five years old. It's just a love that I've never shook. And I'm going to blindly just watch no, no matter what and uh it, at the same time as you grow older you kind of understand the world a little bit more that it's not just being able to separate you know entertainment from reality it's real life it's government and company and government does bad thing and company turns a blind eye to it like it, you just can't you can't have that happen and WWE might be the biggest global company to have to deal with something like this in, in a while. Like, I don't know off the top of my head things that have happened in, in history uh, quite like this, but they're a brand. And I know JBL had said on Fox News, I saw the clip, and I didn't think it was I didn't very, actually watch the clip. What did he say? He said that, why wouldn't WWE go there? Because they're the driving force behind, they could be the driving force behind that 
social change or whatever. Man, it, social it change, killing someone potentially. If, like, if that's you haven't, social change, and not not you in general to our listeners. If you haven't seen that clip, David Bixenspan on Twitter did uh, post it. I think it was yesterday. Uh, yesterday, last night, October sixteenth. Uh, so it's at David Bix on Twitter. He had posted uh, the clip of JBL uh, saying that it was a long clip, so I might have uh, missed some stuff. But the general crux of his argument was WWE would be kind of silly to not go there because they can be that driving force uh, right. uh, and help help that uh, change over there. But I mean, it, JBL, I don't mean to cut you off, but JBL has a point with the women's rights type of stuff. I agree with that. Hopefully that can progress and get to a point where women are totally equal, not just somewhat equal. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, he when it comes to that, he might have had a point because we kind of said that months yeah, ago. We did. Maybe they can be talking to them and get and make and, and kind of spark that change and get their women involved and get their women on the shows. It's like they in the United Arab Emirates. Mm-hmm. Like last yeah, we year. were we were looking at the positives of the greatest Royal Rumble being in Saudi Arabia, and that that's when we had mentioned that. Right. This. This has nothing to do with Mm-mm. sparking change. This is potentially killing someone. Is has been wrong since the dawn of time. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. that's never been right. That's whatever religious scripture or or literature you want to pick up. It says murder is bad. Like yeah, <laughs> thou shalt not kill. I like, knew that was wrong when I was like two years old, man. Right. That's not like I understand some in some religions, including Islam. Women are not treated equally as men, yeah. but mm, killing someone is bad. <laughs> that's yeah. always bad. Like that's always been. So how's that sparking change? Like the change has been should have been sparked since the beginning of time. Like come on, JBL. Like I get his point, yeah, but yeah. that's the totally that point belongs to a separate issue, not to this issue because this this is yeah, it's different. Though. Black and white. Mm-hmm. Wrong. It's disgraceful honestly and i feel bad for obviously mr kashagi's family mr kashagi himself but also the wrestlers who got to put up with this and and listen to all that and probably get tweets about it all the time probably you know and they got to sit and go well (laughs) yeah and they're brand names so they're tied to this like you said earlier they're not not only WWE is tied to the hip with Saudi Arabia, but like the wrestlers kind of are because of these events going on, and people are going to remember Brock Lesnar, Saudi Arabia, Roman Reigns was the Universal Champion in Saudi Arabia, Braun Strowman, and you know those guys, Triple H, Undertaker, like they're going to be tied to it, even if they're legends, and even if they're not. And it, it I can't imagine being in their shoes uh, and, and what they must be feeling. As a performer uh, in this climate, in yeah, that it's, climate it's, in Saudi Arabia d- during this time, like it's got to be, it's got to be hard, man. It really has to be hard for them. It has to be rough, and you notice there's somebody on that roster that wants to say something. They want to say something, but obviously for fear of losing their job or even losing something that's minute as losing their position on the on the on the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won't. And as much as you can say, oh, they should step up and say something, and you know, and, and you know, speak out. At the same time, it's like, man, they got bills to pay. 
I'm not going to sit here and tell somebody to do something that could risk losing their job and risk them not being able to put food on the table. Because it's easy to say when you're not in, that, in their position where you put mm-hmm. your feet in their shoes and they got a car note, they got rent or a mortgage, they got kids, they're probably putting them in private school, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's more than just them. It, it could potentially be somebody else. You know, it it's tough. Yeah. So I, it, it, it's, it sucks, but that's life. And that's anybody. You don't just – how many people who have a job speak badly about their employer? Willingly and just do it right on a whim on the record too, Uh, unless they don't care about their position there. Like if you care about having a job and care about you know getting that check from that specific workplace, you're not going to just openly speak out publicly and say something defamatory. Is that the word defamatory or just bad? Sure, defamatory is a good word. I'm gonna get away from big words for a second. Uh, (laughs) Say something negative, I should say, about your employer. So, like I said, it's easy to say from the outside looking in. It's easy to say from another position but if you're in a position you rethink it too you'd be thinking twice about hitting that sin but like her Edwards once said on espn don't hit sin like you'd be thinking about that too about hitting sin and and potentially putting your whole career at risk because you spoke out against something that you you might be on the right side of right side morally but it goes against the uh the business right you put so. like you said you put yourself in the position to possibly jeopardize your future and yeah i know like wrestlers have gone on to make more money different facets but that's not going to happen for everyone you know you have to have a certain mental makeup to be able to do that you got to be like a cody rose you got to be like a mad hardy to honestly make that work not everyone's cut out to do that so and they might just be coming crawling back to wwe before long we've seen that time time again they don't want to go anywhere but exactly they don't mean they don't want to say something they don't have feelings about this too so i don't know i think we said all that we could about this uh but i want to reiterate again that this is a very real and tragic situation uh where someone lost their life and that someone was jamal kashagi uh, and like I said, he and his family were, I mean, it, it affected both of them, obviously it affected a lot of people who his readers, whoever, like it's a terrible situation all around. So as much as we might, you know, make some light of some situations on here, uh, we would not make light of what really happened here. And that was someone at least according to the reports. Cause you know, fortunately there's no, there's no sign of Mr. Kashagi. So, uh, but by all accounts, this situation cost someone their life all because in someone else's mind they didn't like what Mr. Khashoggi was writing that's what it really comes down to he was critical of the Saudi Arabian government and that can happen here in our country and that freedom of speech and you know that first amendment and freedom of the press that happens here even though some of our government officials don't like it but it's still part of our country's ingrained in our country where other country is not. So that cost Kashagi's life, unfortunately. And it's, it's like I said, it's very unfortunate. Yeah. And I I feel like it, it, you know, you understand fully what that entails. You know, you were in journalism and uh, in journalism and I've, got into it late a little bit but like we we both come at this with you know a a certain sensitivity to the fact that you know we do our job and then 
you know, God forbid we were in another country and, right. you know, that's we, why, wrote, we wrote something that somebody didn't like. That's why a free press is important because there's checks and balances. Absolutely. Absolutely. And journalism is almost like the fourth branch of government where we check to like a lot of the stuff that comes out, especially let's say specifically for Philadelphia, where you hear a lot of stuff about city hall and the misspending that someone might've done, or they might've spent money, you know, that was for that was public money, but they spent it on a vacation or cars and dinners. Yeah. That only ha- comes out because of a dogged journalist that's walking around City Hall and got sources and stuff like that. And that's small compared to what potentially could come out as far as like the White House or right. somewhere on, on Capitol Hill. But you know, I just read a story a couple weeks ago about someone that was in, working for the mayor or something like that. I don't know if it was this mayor or the past mayor. I think it was Mayor Nutter, actually. Spending like that has spent like forty thousand dollars, something like that, of that was supposed to be in the mayor's fund or something like that. And you know, that came out because of journalism. And like I said, if you don't have a free press, for one, none of this stuff comes out, and you see what a non free press could potentially turn into, and that's what happened to Mr. Kashagi. And that's why it's so important to have a free press. I know some people shout the fake news and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, that's that sounds harmless to say, but it's really not. It's really a dangerous thing to say because you're making journalists the enemy and you could have someone take that to heart or want to harm journalists, as you saw with the shooting that happened in, yeah, Maryland. Was in Maryland. Yeah, yeah. A couple months ago. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's why it's, it's it's vital. It's very vital. It's, it's what this country is built upon, and some people want to take it away. Hopefully, that doesn't happen. And that's why, although I'm not technically a journalist anymore, but I'm all for people supporting their local papers or local, maybe not physical newspaper, but media outlets. Support them in some way. Yeah. And don't just call them fake news. That's, that That could be dangerous. Agreed, man. 100%. You said it perfectly. Well, if I said, said it perfectly, we, we can't go anywhere from there. Like, I, no. I can't, we got to end it on that note. We can't go higher. Right. So, with that said, oh. <laughs> Nick, take us out with some plugs, I, I shall. You can follow me at Nick Bacone on Twitter and follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the straight shooters. You can follow my writing and editing and other writing writing on Flyers, Sixers, Eagles, Union making the playoffs, uh, the Phillies maybe making some offseason moves. Who knows? PhillyInfluencer.com. Uh, we got some stuff up there. And I will pro- I did not write a Super Showdown review because I didn't feel like it. So <laughs> I will but I will be covering Evolution, uh, Philly Voice, com. So I'll have a good write up of that pay per view, but it's not, it's in two weeks. So we still got some time to wait a little bit on that. I probably will not, uh, whether Crown Jewel happens in Saudi Arabia or not, I probably will not write a review of that, depending on what happens. We'll see. Maybe the day of, I'd be like, yeah, maybe I'll write a review. We'll see. But uh, check, check that out. Uh, when in, in two weeks <laughs> at yeah. phillyboys.com. Unless you want to go back and, Read my Helena Cell recap from a month ago. Okay. By the way, <laughs> WWE NXT uh, NXT UK started t- today on WWE Network. It did. It did. Interesting. I haven't watched it yet. 
Yeah, so as much as we just talked about ragging on WWE, we just promoted the network again. Because um, that's where you go to watch the good wrestling, or at least the good wrestling that they have is on WWE Network. That's NXT. Uh, and 205 Live, for that matter. Um, but yeah, I'm at Vaughn Johnson on Twitter. Vaughn M. Johnson. Uh, Johnson. Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on so many platforms that I mentioned earlier. I'll mention them again iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, and of course, the mothership, WildfireRadio.com. Also, you can watch us live on YouTube. So if you did that tonight, thanks for joining us. We didn't have 82 Atlantic in the chat tonight. I'm kind of surprised. Maybe he's, uh, I don't know, maybe he's busy. Maybe it's like a week off, like we did last week. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's like, well, they're taking a week off. I'm going to take a week off too. <laughs> but don't worry. Uh, we miss you, 82 Atlantic. Uh, come back. Come back to us. I'm just joking. But, um, no, seriously, come back, 82 Atlantic. Yeah, we, we, we appreciate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for the feedback, as always, people, on iTunes or wherever else you view us. And, yeah, of course, like I said earlier, you can find all 166 prior episodes of our show on WildfireRadio.com. So go back and listen to the archives, because some of those shows aren't as timely as this one. Some of those shows are timeless. Specifically, like our that. live commentaries yes. of past shows. So, go back and listen to those. But in the meantime, I'm Vaughn Johnson for Nick Bacone. Thanks for listening and watching episode 167 of The Straight Shooters. And we'll catch y'all again. I promise. We'll catch y'all again next week. Peace. You've been listening to The Straight Shooters on Wildfire Radio. For advertising opportunities, contact Nick Picone via email at piconenick at gmail.com or call 856-625-1190.